There are few pieces of equipment more associated with professional racing than tires. From tire and pit strategy to tire compounds and degradation, the rubber that attaches our favorite race cars to the road is vitally important to the sport. Michelin has been making tires for both road and racing use since well before the turn of the century. Since then, they've established themselves as the tire of choice for some of the world's biggest sports car racing championships. Both the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and the World Endurance Championship rely on Michelin tires to drive their performance on track. With the introduction of the converged regulations between IMSA and the World Endurance Championship, both hypercar and GTP-class prototypes will be running on the exact same Michelin rubber. There's no better example of this convergence than at this year's Super Sebring event in Florida. On today's Doublestin Extra, I catch up with Matthew Bonardell, Michelin's Global Director of Motorsports, and with Jason Anzalone, Michelin's Director of Motorsports in North America, in Michelin's massive tire center at Sebring International Raceway, to talk about the tires we'll see on track, and what it takes to supply tires to an event at this scale. Just across from the garages in the World Endurance Championship paddock is Michelin's on-track tire center, and it is massive, 23,000 square feet. Almost every car competing at Super Sebring, whether they're in the World Endurance Championship, the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, or the various support series competing this weekend, they'll be using Michelin tires. That means that there's not only a lot of tires here, but there's a big variety of tires here as well. On top of that, the action in the Michelin Tire Center never really stops. The cars run for the majority of the day, and that means tires need to be dismounted, remounted, and balanced throughout the day. Anytime you're walking through the paddock, whether it's prior to, during, or after track running, someone at Michelin is working on tires. And the work doesn't just stop here. They're also out on track, taking surface measurements, taking readings of tires on track, in pit lane, and in the garages, it is a Herculean effort for Michelin to drive what's their busiest race event of the year. We're here in the Michelin tent, right in the thick of the action here for you this weekend. We're between practice sessions on track. As we're recording this, we're standing under a wall of tires, nine or ten high. Just talk me through the scale of this event for you at Michelin and what it takes to put all this together for this many cars on track. And Jason, I'll start with you, and then I'd love to hear from you, Matthew, as well. Yeah, so here this week uh, and last week during the WEC prologue, we had 17,800 tires to support the, the racing events. Uh, so a massive amount of work uh, getting here with, with the, the amount of tires we have. You know, essentially to give you an idea, we reduce the number of tires per car, but the series is so successful now that there are more entries. So in fact, it was really a record, not just crowd, but record on released in Daytona, as you know. I guess it's probably the same here. And basically, with the same amount of tires, we're just able to absorb now the more cars, you know, that are participating to all the series, which is good. You know, we, we would need an even bigger attempt, you know, to, uh, to accommodate the, the increased entrance. So thanks to the reduction of tire consumptions, now we pretty much can use the same amount of tires for more cars, which is good. We mentioned that the 189 cars, those are divided into a, a myriad of different series, the World Endurance Championship, the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, multiple different support series as well. Uh, you have a, a huge variety of tires. What does it take from an organizational perspective to, to keep all this in check? Sure. So from the North American perspective, we have 14 team members here to, to support all of the, the cars in the paddock. Uh, then as far as tire fitters are concerned, uh, we have 25 today. We have 
34 on Saturday, but then we also have 13 uh, tire technicians from the European team to support the WEC championship. Well, you mentioned the variety of cars, and I want to talk about that because with a variety of cars brings a variety of tires. We mentioned the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and the WEC, but all of its support series, some of which are running on tires that are very, very close to what you can buy from your local tire shop. How do you balance creating a tire that, that's not only capable of performing on track, but that's marketable and, and that you can actually sell to the public as well? Sure. So, you know, when we talk about GTP being full, fully confidential tire, so that's, uh, that is a, a different, different class of, of tire altogether. When we talk about uh, what, what's being used in the WeatherTech Championship, Mission Pilot Challenge, and, and other sports series, you know, those are commercial tires that, it, that anybody can, can buy. The, the key is driving innovation, but also managing the cost side of it, because the more innovation you put into the tire, then it could become unattainable for for the individuals that are running in WeatherTech and or Pilot Challenge and other sports series. So so it's really trying to find that balance and helping create the, the stratification that, that IMSA is looking for. In terms of logistics, we'll speak globally in a minute, but just in North America, it's, it's a massive feat in and of itself to support the WeatherTech Championship, but to come in and have the WEC here with its myriad of cars, what do you have to change from, say, normal operations for supporting an IMSA season when WET comes to town? So I don't know if necessarily much has to has to change from what we do uh, weekend uh, and week week out, but but at the end of the day, with the amount of activity going on here in in the paddock, uh, safety is going to be a, a, a utmost priority because there's just so much activity. So we need to make sure people are paying attention to what's going on and, and being as safe as possible. Matthew, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that. But we use the same device, in fact, same teams to uh, to fit tires for both series for sure you know the timetable is packed now even further packed and it lasts for a longer period of time so so you get uh, you just need to organize the fitting and unfitting process so they don't interfere to each other because you get always have a factory team or another team who has an urgent needs for tire to be fitted at the same time you got somebody else who wants to unstrip them to to get rid of the station so you know, it's just like uh, managing the traffic in the middle of a highway with lots of cars, you know, five lanes, uh, six lanes. So it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a stress, but we've been doing that for several years, so we know how to organize it. We mentioned the tent, and there's plenty of Michelin employees in here too, but if you walk anywhere around the paddock or your trackside or on pit lane, there's blue shirts and blue vests everywhere you look. Can you talk to some of the track support, the support that your employees provide on track to help the teams operate during these weekends? Uh, the support that our that our team members uh, provide the, the teams for GTP uh, when we're speaking about IMSA, uh, they are dedicated to one OEM manufacturer for uh, non-GTP classes. It's uh, four or five cars per person, so you know more of a field coverage, uh, zone coverage type of approach. But it, but again, interacting with the teams, understanding what's going on uh, during the during the race, making sure the tires are performing. It's really the the key mi- mission for, for the folks in the paddock uh, working with the team. And Matthew, a question for you. Obviously, the World Endurance Championship is is here this weekend. You follow them all around the the globe, providing tires for for the majority of the cars in that championship as well. The thing I'm I'm most curious about is the convergence between IMSA's GTP class and the World Endurance Championship's Hypercar class. They're running on the same couple of tires, all provided by Michelin. What does it take from a global perspective to not only provide those tires, but have a tire that that fits the needs and and the unique characteristics of both hybrid and non-hybrid cars in those classes? Yeah, so actually that was a, a, a strong intent from everybody, you know, us included, to have the same tire line, same specification to cover the, 
the two different series, but uh, to say it was the easiest thing, you know, because we really have a totally different type of track surfaces, track layout, even weather condition. We really typically race in, uh, in, in the US on tracks which are much more abrasive, you know, hot surfaces and, you know, on concrete and asphalt like in Sebring. And, uh, and also tracks used to be a little bit older and more bumpy than what you can find on the, on the uh, uh, newer and European type of standard. So uh, to come up with the same tires that matches the, the needs from more tracks and uh, weather condition was such a challenge. It took us about a year just to design, you know, and it's all about compromise, like everybody in a single tire. And, uh, and also we moved from the philosophy of having one specification of tire you know, to, to, to cover IMSA, uh, IMSA event, for instance, in, in Daytona last, uh, last race. We couldn't do with only one specification. We had to use two different specifications because the, uh, the, the high-tech type of tires we use for two to three stints in WEC uh, is also a bit more demanding in the fact that it's more focused on the temperature window and we had to add two different types of uh, tire specification to cover it. But for us, essentially, it's a win-win situation for both series because now all cars are able to use the same tire specification from one series to another. And here, uh, I'm very happy to see that some brands like Cadillac, who is actually racing, and Porsche, you know, they are racing in both series at the same time and they, they use essentially the same type of tires. What has the feedback been from some of those teams like Cadillac and Porsche that are racing in both championships? They are delighted to see that the, uh, the, 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 <coughs> the fact that common regulation and common tire specifications simplify their life uh, also helps them reduce cost. And uh, it's uh, it, altogether, I guess, everybody realized how smart the decision was to, uh, 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 between uh, IMSA and ACO a few years back, you know, to try to align all regulation and come up with the same uh, part supplier and uh, that because that really brings value to every every participant of the series and obviously the fans will enjoy also because the rules are already complex enough so now if you start so having different rules from one series to another that gets really uh, too difficult to understand so now it's very simple to understand and I think that's so, so much the better for all the fans. And I'll come back to you, Jason, on this one. Uh, Matthew talked about stint lengths in, in the World Endurance Championship. We saw this actually in play in IMSA in Daytona, not only in, in tire allocation, but stint lengths. These tires uh, had to last a lot longer this year in Daytona than they did last year. And the same will be true in Sebring. How do you as Michelin go about providing a tire that's capable enough and versatile enough to not only do quicker stints, but then to, to come into this season and really extend the length of the tire? Yeah, so of course the strategy in GTP was to de develop and bring to market a double stint tire, not only to have a, a different type of racing uh, in the in the most sophisticated class, but also in, in the spirit of sustainability. You know, while we, we're here to, to sell tires, it's also doing it in the most responsible way possible. So bringing tires can double stint uh, to GTP is, is critically important, not only for, for uh, to prove innovation, prove technology, but also from the, the mindset of sustainable racing long-term. 
We can hear all the noise going on behind us as we're, we're recording this in the tent. Can you speak to just what exactly is going on on the conveyor belts behind us as uh, your staff members from Michelin are preparing tires and getting things ready to go out on track? Yeah, so, so the team is doing a great job here in the workshop, just mounting, balancing, getting getting tires ready for teams to pick up, and, and they're constantly... Constantly moving all, all day. So I commend them for all the hard work that they're doing here in the tire workshop to, to be prepared for the teams uh, to, to take tires out and see what they could do on the track. If you were to take the life cycle of, of a set of tires here from coming off the freight, perhaps getting set up in here, going out on track as a scrub set and then coming back in to be stripped and remounted as uh, as a fresh set of tires on the same rim. What does that process look like? What's really interesting in the warehouse is every each 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 tire what we see you know is uh, is handmade you know to the contrary of what we can see for uh, tires which are being used on standard cars which are really made on chains at a high pace level here we are uh, you know it, it, it's racing it's a piece of technology which has so many different components the the man is the best person to put this different components in the in the right place so it's handmade and it takes a lot of skills and know how to do that basically it takes about an hour to produce one tire so 30 minutes to put the different material well you got to prepare the semi-finished first and then you need to assemble them and then you need to cure it and then after you need to inspect and ensure you know all the quality uh, uh, standards are met requirements so and all that takes about an hour and you consider it so it's, it's really amazing because when I, I, I look at those thousands and thousands of tires in that warehouse, it represents as many of hours of people who are knowledgeable, you know, and skilled, and who do that all their year. And, and some of them have been doing that for like 20 years. We have a dedicated plant in France with about a thousand wages, you know, and they only built motorsport tires. Passionate about it, very happy. But, uh, you know, what we, hear is, what we see here is, is, uh, is their work. And it's really impressive to see so many hours of uh, work in front of us. Most, if not all, actually all the tires that are here this weekend are built in France. So it's uh, getting them on a boat, <laughs> which, of course, can, can vary in time, but call it 30 days to 60 days. Uh, then getting them into our warehouse. But we are trying to operate in the most sustainable way possible. We, we, we try to limit the tires movement once it's in the u.s so that may be uh delivering them straight to our our distributor jackson motorsports or holding them in our facility for a short period of time loading them on a truck and taking them right straight to a racetrack so we're trying not to move these these tires uh that that often because again it's trying to operate in the most sustainable way possible but i i mean once they get here they're used we recycle the tires uh so so really trying to again operate in the most sustainable way possible can you talk a little bit about the recycling process, both how it operates in the U.S. and, and globally with all of these tires? As you said, they're recycled and they, they go somewhere after this event and other events throughout the season. Where exactly do they go? Definitely all tires that we, when they are worn, we, we, uh, we try when they are non-confidential. You know, we try to get them back as much as possible from the team and we succeed because, you know, they, nobody likes to collect or keep one tire in, a, in your garage. So we, uh, we collect them all, which is the first thing, you know. And same thing with a, with a confidential tire, it's even more uh, uh, demanding because here uh, uh, the, the, the team must bring them back. It's a commitment, it's contractual. So we lose none and we check, you know, we all, all 
all have uh, uh, you know those those tires have barcodes and uh, RFIDs. So just to ensure that we we know exactly uh, where they are and we got them back. So once we collect them all, what we do is we uh, we cut them in little pieces because for sure we we want to be able you know to to try to avoid that they get any anyone else can get one and uh, understand what type of uh, secret you know it's protector IP. But then we're gonna valorize them. We're gonna use them as energy so it's uh it's actually they're getting burned in concrete factory or other type of factory so they replace uh, they replace fuel you know in a, in a tire you've got uh, the equivalent uh, probably of se seven gallons of of fuel so 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 it's actually we we know you know a tire is a, a lot of energy in a tire and uh, and it's uh, much more you know from an environment footprint it's much better to use a tire to create energy in, in, in industry than uh, to burn food, coal, fuel. So if we if we consider uh, the, uh, the, the 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 this aspect, you know, this is actually a very nice and convenient, but also interesting from another standpoint, combustible for uh, for some some industry. And this is how we destroy them. So far, we're also looking at other different avenues. Uh, to use them, whether it's in roads, whether it's in walls, whether it could be in, in playground, it's underway. And of course, uh, we're doing it with no standard road tires now, but we try to incorporate uh, race tires now in the process. And uh, we also, but it's more now at the research level, now where we're trying to do is uh, studying, and this is going to be a topic probably for a couple of years now, we're trying to reincorporate one tire material into new tires you know so we need to have a closed loop so one day you know we'll show you a race tire and say this one you know is, is made of material which has already been raced in in the past so because that's what we're we're striving to do at michelin is have a real circular loop which is to reincorporate as much as possible from one tire into new tire we've just started you know a, some percentage are being done, but we're far from 100%. But this is the direction for the future. Well, Jason and Matthew, thank you very much for your time today. It was great to have a chat with you. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks for the time. Thank you.